All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Than Ever. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's say a big fuck you to Nick. A big fuck you to Nick. Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Because he's sick. My boy can't handle a nation vacation. We're going to get to it. We are going to get to it. Welcome to Better Life Than Ever, everybody. Lots to talk about today. We got an early-ish game, 6.30 start against the Seattle Kraken. A little rematch from Saturday. I got a lot to get to, so it is time to do so. At first, I want to start off with a shout-out to the audio department. Of course, they are helping me make this sound like something that's listenable for you. If you go to the audiodepartment.ca, you can book some studio time right there on the menu bar. It doesn't matter what you want to do. You want to go in there and shred? I want to hear it. You want to play the drums? Maybe a little marching band drums? I always thought that'd be cool. You know that movie Drumline? I always thought I would be good at that. My high school didn't have such a thing. But I feel like that would have been my jam. I'd be like, dun, 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 dun. Anyway, that's not really what it sounds like. You know my point, though. Uh, TheAudioDepartment.ca, title sponsor of the podcast. Love them very much. They're all very handsome. They're all very talented. And you should go see them if you need something. Now, I do have to start off with a little bit of sad news. I I hate to tell you this, and I hate to start off this way, and maybe it's only sad for me, but uh, I had to give back, I had to give back my beloved, my beloved Alfa Romeo. That's right. I know. 
The deal was always going to come to an end at some point. Somebody was always going to step up and sell, or someone was always going to step up and buy my beautiful Stelvio. I named him Valtteri. And that happened last week. On Friday, before I went to the airport to go on the nation vacation, I got a call from the dealership and they said, good news and bad news, my friend. We sold the car. And I went, ah, ah. But for reals, though, it was a fantastic car. They were a great sponsor for this podcast. They are great people. And quite frankly, when I'm able, when I can do it, I'm going to go back in there and buy an Alfa Romeo because the fine folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, they treated me so, so well over the last year. They treated me like I was family to them anytime I went in, anytime I needed something, anytime that I just tried to... Uh, you know, I had a question or or whatever, and I thought it was a really good partnership, and they were a fantastic sponsor of the voicemail, and I want to wish them well. I want to say goodbye, Alfa Romeo, and I want to say to whoever bought my beloved Stelvio that I hope you treat it well. That car is fantastic. It was a great year for me, uh, and a transformational year of whippery. Does that make sense? It doesn't, but that's the word I'm going to make up. So to the fine folks at Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo Edmonton.ca. Go check them out. Big round of applause. Thank you for the last year. It was so much fun. Some people, a lot of people have actually asked me on Instagram. They saw the post that the Stelvio went back and they were wondering, what am I going to do now? Including my buddy Quads. He checked in on me right away. He saw the story. It was like instant. I think that thing was up there for 20 seconds and Quads goes... Hey, man, I saw that they got rid of your car. I hope uh, I hope you find a new one that's just as cool. I go, I don't know, Quads. I don't know if I'm able to find a car as cool as Valtteri. That whip had everything you could ever hope for, including lumbar support to help me with my shitty back. What do you mean, lumbar support? What does that mean? Well, there was a little thing that popped out of my lower back that helped give me support, Quads. Oh, that's so nice. I liked all the buttons inside. It made me feel like I was an F1. Zoom! Anyway, goodbye to the car. Goodbye to you. I will see you soon, Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. The next thing I want to talk about is the Nation Vacation. I know we did this a couple of times already. We did an emergency episode of Oilers Nation Radio from our hotel room on Sunday morning. And the funny part about it was people that know me very well were like, uh, were you on that podcast? And the reality was, yeah. That's what I sound like when I'm 12 out of 10 hungover and I spend the night, uh, you know, screaming at people. Not screaming at people, but just like yelling in joy and jubilation, which is what we were doing the night before at Climate Pledge Arena. But a couple of things that I want to talk about that I'm, I'm going to try to do a couple of things that we didn't do on any of the other pods. So on the way down, we had flight delays. And I just want to, again, thank the amazing group of people we were with, because ultimately those are one of those things where you're out of control, right? So we had a quick layover. It was supposed to be a quick layover in Vancouver, got extended, got delayed. And it was one of those things where you go... Well, what are we going to do? Have a cocktail. And that's what people did. And they had a great time. And they just wanted to do something fantastic and something fun. And they wanted to be a part of the trip and get the good vibes going regardless of the delays. And that's exactly what everybody did. I remember sitting there at our gate in Vancouver going to fly to Seattle and just kind of lingering around. You know, I'm like in the shadows. I'm in the background. People like, oh, there's Tyler. Oh, there's Jay. And the where's bag milk? He could be anywhere. And I was. I was everywhere and nowhere. 
But I was just kind of like cruising around and people were happy. They were excited. That's one of the things that I love most about leaving on a trip like that. And it's a weird thing to say that the the part at the airport before you even get there is one of my favorite parts. But to see the excitement on everyone's face was absolutely awesome. It was also my first ever NFL, uh, not my first ever NFL game, my second ever NFL game. I was part of the 12th man. You know, Seattle, they go bananas on defense. The place gets super loud. There's a reason that the 12th man is a thing there. And it was really interesting to watch. It's like pin drop quiet when they're on offense, the Seahawks, that is. But then when the commanders went on offense, the place went ballistic on every snap. And it was absolutely fun to be a part of. I'm not a Seahawks fan. I'm not a commanders fan. I have no allegiance to any NFL team. I do like the NFL. I do watch it on Sundays. But like, I don't have a team that I specifically cheer for. So being there in the moment, I just got into the Seahawks. The second half was great. The second half was fantastic. And the other thing I want to talk about was we have to talk about the Aqua concert. So we didn't do it on Oilers Nation Radio in our breakdown of the Aqua, the Aqua concert too, too much. But one thing I have to say is after a night of drinking like we had on Saturday, post Oilers victory, we go to a bar called Aussies and we, we really got after it. We got after it in the best possible way. We were dancing. We were singing. We were sweating. It was great. It was one of those nights where you had so much energy because you were so excited about what happened on the ice that you just went out and you had a vibe. You had a good time and everybody around you was having a good time because Oilers fans were everywhere in Seattle. That night ended off, I'm going to say it, probably 3 a.m. Probably, oops, I pressed the wrong button. This is what I want to do. I'm pretty sure it was later than 3 a.m. I'm pretty sure you were praying to me at some point in the evening. You said, hey, man, listen, if I wake up without a hangover tomorrow, I will sell my soul to you. But here's the deal, friend. You've already done that. Why do you think that you haven't aged very much and you're 38 years old? You look like a child. You look like a teenager. You get ID'd everywhere you go. How do you think that happened, big guy? So anyway. I did wake up very hungover, did not have to sell my allegiance to Satan again. Um, But rallying for the Seahawks game, you get through it. We are up at the very top. I got my steps in that day, boy, because I had to, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it. If you've been to the Saddle Dome and you've done the hike up to the press level, it was kind of like that. You just felt like the stairs were never ending. So you just put your head down and go. And at one point I had put my head down and I was just going. And what happened was I walked past our row and everybody was laughing at me because I just wasn't paying attention. I was just head down. Away we go. So that was great. After that game, though, we were gassed. Gassed. The night before was very late. We partied. We got after it. We had a blast. We rallied for the football game. But, you know. The NFL games are long. There's a lot of standing. There's a lot of kind of moving around and mixing those stairs on the stairway to heaven. Then, you know, that makes for a long day. By the time the Aqua concert came around, we go for dinner at this little Thai Thai place. I'm going to say it's probably six o'clock. Concert starts at nine. We go, we're there at six o'clock and I'm just sitting there eating. I have a beer and I'm nursing it like it's a baby bottle and I'm looking at it and I'm in my head I'm thinking and I'm not talking to anyone by the way I am not letting anyone know that I'm thinking that I should bail on the aqua concert I'm not letting anyone know because what I'm really waiting for is someone else to be the first domino to fall someone else to go I don't know that I want to be out tonight now Tyler was texting with Gavin. We get back to the hotel after a beautiful Thai meal. I had Tom Yam soup. It was delicious. I had a great time started to fill up. I'm like, you know what? Maybe after dinner, I'll feel a little better. Made me sleepy. 
The only thing it did was made me tired. So we get back into the cab. We get back to the hotel and Gavin sends a Tyler a text and going, I, I think I just want to watch Sunday night football, man. I, I don't like Gavin's Gavin's young, right? He's in his twenties. You don't know who the fuck Aqua is. Probably heard Barbie girl, probably heard Barbie girl at some point in his life, but that's pretty much it. So he sends Tyler a text. Jay comes to our room because I think Jay's getting the vibe that people are a little gassed, don't want to go to Aqua anymore. And Jay was the captain of this train. Jay was the one that says, we are going to Aqua. We are going to have a blast. We're going to dance. We're going to sing. And we're going to have the best time. And we were all like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he heard that Gavin was thinking about tapping out. And if one person tapped out, it wouldn't take much to tap out. But Jay... Like the good captain he is, he rallied the troops. He got Gavin down to mine and Tyler's room. He pushed a drink onto Tyler. He goes, listen, this is going to be an experience. We're going to have fun. And the thing that about in Seattle is they free pour. There is no need to order a double if you're down there. If you've ever been there to a bar, you probably know what I'm talking about. But this was my first time there. So I would go and my my drink that I tend to get, so I minimize my like my pop consumption, is a double spiced rum and Coke. That's my drink. And when we were there, I would order a double spice rum and Coke thinking that they're going to measure it out in like they do at home. They do not. They free pour. So at the Aqua concert, my double spice rum and Coke, which was Kraken, by the way, Kraken is on my no fly list for, for rums. Kraken is on my no fly list for rums because one time at Christmas, I drank too much Kraken. I was making drinks like it would be some other rum, some other rum. And I fell in the tub at my sister's house, pulled down the curtain and everything. So I, you know what? I go, you know what? Putting Kraken on the no-fly zone. So then when they reach for that Kraken and they pour me not a double, but a quad and then a little splash of pop on top, I go, this is going to go one of two ways. One, I'm going to vomit all over this Aqua concert. That's what I felt like was going to be the front runner. If we had odds on it, I'm going to say minus 250 was that bet. Me vomiting everywhere as soon as it hit my lips. Number two, the second option that could happen is it lubricates the engines. All of a sudden, bag milk's ready to go. We know which one happened. We saw videos of you dancing in Aqua. Sure, you didn't know. People didn't know that was Bag Mouth Boogie in the pit, but that's exactly what happened. We all know it was you, buddy. So that thing went down. It took a minute to get through it, but it got down and it lubricated the engines. And all of a sudden, I am back. I am alive. I am mobile. And when I start hearing songs like uh, Dr. Jones, Candyman, Barbie Girl, all the jams that I completely forgot of, because you remember, Barbie Girl came out in 1997. I'm 38 years old. So in 97, I was 12. So I had the hots for the the singer. She's a beautiful woman. And all I could think about was, all right, I'm in Aqua. And then they start playing all these songs that I probably haven't heard since I'm 12. And all of a sudden, I just felt alive again. Behind the stage, they had videos up that uh, were in sync with the with the two singers. So if they're playing Barbie girl, picture this, like they're playing Barbie girl, the Barbie girl video is on the, uh, on the back screen while the, the two are singing. And I think that, um, that was a pretty, pretty special moment because it just was triggering all these memories from my youth. Again, I haven't heard most of those songs probably since I was 12 or 13, but in that moment I was in, the words were coming flooding back from the back of my brain. I didn't even know they were stored back there and I partied. We got in there. I dragged Jay in the pit. I dragged Tyler in the pit. I made Kennedy and Gina come in the pit. Rick was in there. Gavin was in there. And I just felt like I had to be a ringleader. And I'm getting up there, and I'm going to go dance, and I'm going to get sweaty, and I'm going to sing. And damn it, that's exactly what I did. 
you were very sweaty. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody appreciated it. Listen, we we're all sweaty. Sure, my sweat may have smelled like pure alcohol at that point, but I'm there to boogie, man. I was there for Aqua, and I got to tell you, they put on a hell of a show. I did not remember any of those songs for probably 20 years, and they all came flooding back, and you go, this band's got a lot of jams and a lot of bops, especially if you're somebody that's generally of my vintage. The other thing I want to talk about from The Nation Vacation is pre-Oilers game on Saturday. We were at a bar called St. Anne's Beer House. Uh, Beer Ale House? Doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. The thing I want to talk about is that I met some really cool BLTN listeners in that bar. And we just had a fun chat. We just had a fun chat. I think about Matt Coulter. We were, I don't know, we were probably bullshitting for 20 minutes. Turns out we're both rum guys. Turns out he's a big fan of Satan. He loves me. He does love you. Why does he love me? I really don't know. But we just had a good chat about what this podcast is and why we why we like it and why I feel like this is a community worth working on. I think that that was a pretty cool moment for me because for this podcast specifically, I've got the voicemail and you guys leave all kinds of hilarious voicemails over the weeks and months and years now. This is almost a two-year-old podcast. I can't believe that now I'm thinking about it. But it was so much fun to talk to guys like Matt and just talk to people that listen to the podcast. I met a handful in there and they just wanted to say hi and just wanted to say, man, the dating advice, some of those kids are unhinged. Man, the uh, the Oilers talk, some of those guys are unhinged. Man, the RSBs, when you do a guest RSB, some of those guys are unhinged. And I fucking loved it because that's what the whole podcast is about. It's just about randomness. It's about pop culture and it's about our love for the Oilers and we all can kind of do it together. And since I'm here in my basement, in my studio by myself, I need you guys. So uh, I, I'm, I'm singling out Matt Coulter here, but we did end up talking the, mo- the most here and we do chat on Twitter from time to time. So I just wanted to say thank you guys for making that a cool experience for me because like I said, I don't generally hear a lot of feedback, especially to my face. I'm the weirdo who you don't know who I am. It's one of those things where it's kind of a terrible kept secret. And if you're out at one of our events, I'm happy to meet. And I hope that that was a cool kind of interaction because from my perspective, it meant the world. And maybe I don't show it as much, probably in the moment, because I'm terrified of you. And that's just because I'm an introvert. I've said that on this podcast before. I'm an introverted weirdo. But I hope that it was a cool kind of experience for you guys, because for me, it meant the world. It just is super cool to see where this podcast has gone. I just, I tried to learn how to make some audio. I tried to edit some audio, and now it's turned into something completely different. And I'm super, super grateful. And the last thing I want to say before we get to the news we got to get you on the next nation vacation to Arizona. That one is coming up in the family day weekend. We're going to go watch the boys play in that tiny little barn. 4,600 people. We're all going to be sitting together in Seattle on Saturday. We were all sitting together and our section was bananas. We were yelling. We were cheering. We were high-fiving. We were having fun. And man, I'm begging you to come with us to Arizona. You will meet the best people you'll ever meet maybe people you've talked to on the internet for years and you just haven't met yet. I promise you're going to have a great time. I promise you should come and I promise we'll have a cocktail and a dance and all kinds of stuff that we'll we'll all remember forever. I love these trips and they only make sense because you guys make them so incredible. So from all of us at the nation, I just want to say thank you to everybody that attended. It was so much fun and I cannot wait for February. Speaking of making memories, let's talk about Alberta Blue Cross. 
There's only one thing better than sharing memories. That's making new ones. And Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel for more information. Alberta Blue Cross is the sponsors of the news. They're also our travel insurance provider for all Nation Vacation. So again, nationvacation.ca, go get yourself a spot on the Arizona trip. I promise we're going to have a good time. I promise we're going to have a good time. So the thing, the obvious news that we got to start with is Woody. We talked about it at length, so I'm not going to spend too, too much time on it. You've all heard takes. You've all had your own takes. And I just want to say the thing that I, I, from my perspective, that I've kind of seen over the last couple of days, handful of days since the announcement was made and then Chris Knobloch was then revealed as the new coach. Oilers fans, I've never seen Oilers fans so almost unanimously united over a decision. We're talking about a coach who is very, very popular here. He had the best winning percentage of any coach in franchise history. So for him to get gassed like that, so, you know, quickly, in my opinion, I thought that that was a little bit fast. I thought they probably should have given him a little bit more time, but it's kind of like an insight into the organization and how much pressure they must be feeling to win. Because if your first move is to fire the winningest coach of all time because the goalies can't make a save and nobody can score goals, then... I mean, it's unfair, but that's life, baby. That is absolutely life in pro sports. It is a cruel mistress, and I don't know that anybody can ever say otherwise. Coaches are always the first person to get let go. And the thing that I want to mention on is I was just having fun listening or reading through the Oilers kind of social media comments. If you go on any post on their Instagram page from, say, Sunday through, I haven't checked today, but Sunday through Monday for sure, it was all like, bring back Woody, you fired the wrong person, all of that stuff. So the thing I want to kind of mention is we can be mad about Jay Woodcroft being fired and disappointed because I know I am. I like the guy. I liked his messaging. I like that he never threw people under the bus. I like the way he communicated. Obviously, I'm not in the room. I don't know anything about anything. But from an outside perspective, from this side of the laptop screen, I loved it. I really did love the way he coached. I thought he was a forward thinker and I thought he was the guy that was going to take us to the promised land. I thought he was going to be our John Cooper and just be here forever, you know? Instead, we're getting Ryan Nugent Hopkins, ninth coach in 13 years. It's bananas. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is because of the comments were so almost universally in Woody's favor after this firing, I think it's important that we all kind of like recognize that we can be mad about Jay Woodcroft being fired while simultaneously cheering on Chris Knobloch to take us to the promised land. Listen, if you're, if you're Coach Garlic. If you're Coach Garlic, you have an opportunity to coach Connor McDavid. Before we're going to get to that in a second, you have a, an opportunity to coach Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale and potentially turn this thing around and live out your dream at the NHL level. Of course, you're going to take that gig. So the way I'm looking at it is, I'm going to be mad about Jay Woodcroft, and it's going to take me a minute. But we're not going to dwell on it because I'm going to support support Chris Knobloch to try and turn this thing around. You know, we're going to probably find things that we think are annoying about him at some point. But in the first game, his first game against the Islanders the other day, I thought his his the way he did not change up his lines, even when things weren't necessarily looking so good, I thought that was great. I love to see that. He gave the boys a little bit of time to gel. And in his post-game uh, presser, he just said, listen, we need to have a little bit of stability around here. And the fact that everybody kind of played the same or or with the same people throughout the night no forward went over 20 minutes like okay now we're starting to get people involved here i think that's great 
So I'm going to be cheering him on. Coach Garlic, I'm into it, buddy. I am not buying any of the nonsense that Connor McDavid picked you. That narrative doesn't make any sense to me. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask it this way. When was the last time you talked to somebody that you haven't spoke to for nine years? Somebody you had a relationship with nine years ago, and then all of a sudden you go, I need that guy to be helping control my destiny. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. It probably happens, but it's incredibly unlikely. Now, the whole Connor is turning into LeBron thing, I think that is also just like, are we trying to do everything we can to piss Connor off? Is that what we're trying to do as a fan base? Because here's the way I look at it. Jeff Jackson is the CEO of the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, he was Connor McDavid, uh, Connor McDavid's agent. Yes, he was. No doubt about it. That one was kind of go, well, interesting. But for a coaching hire, doesn't it make sense that he's going to bring in one of his guys? If you haven't seen it, there's a quote floating around from probably 2017 where Jeff Jackson pumps Chris Knobloch's tires as a guy who is going to be a very good coach at the NHL level. That is for long before he was the CEO of the Edmonton Oilers. He was pumping this guy's tires as a coach who makes players better. So is it all that surprising to think that he'd go out and get that guy, his boy, as his coach? I don't buy this was Ken Holland's thing. I don't buy it at all. I think this was a Jeff Jackson move, and I think he brought in his guy. I don't think Connor was involved in that decision. Was he consulted? Was he told that it might happen? Sure, maybe. I'll buy that. I know Ken Holland said he talked to the boys in the last week, but he didn't give any details what those conversations were like. Everybody's tying two and two together. It doesn't make sense to me. So I think that with this one, I'm going to just watch it play out. I'm cheering for Chris Knobloch. Got his first NHL victory. The guy was tearing up in his pregame press conference when he was asked who helped him get there. He seems like a sweet dude. He seems like a nice guy. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Because the last time the Oilers hired a forward thinker, it was Jay Woodcroft. And he took the Oilers to the Western Conference Finals. And I'm not saying that Chris Knobloch is going to do that. But he might, and there's a lot of work to do, and there's a lot of hockey left to be played, and unfortunately, when you're pro sports, the person that always gets gassed first when things are going wrong is the coach. Do we want Ken Holland to be gone? You betcha. You betcha. But is he going to fire himself for the team that he put together that has clearly got holes in it? No. But you know what that means? I think with this hire specifically of Chris Knobloch, I think it's Jeff Jackson that is in control and Ken has to run everything by him. And what they're going to let him do is ride it out because he's a legend, quote unquote, Hall of Famer for sure, a cup champ in Detroit. They're just going to let him ride off into the sunset. They're not going to fire him. Now, optically, for all of us fans, that doesn't make sense, but that's hockey, baby. You know that's hockey. So I don't really want to hear about the Connor thing anymore. Let's drop it. Let's build our captain up. Let's not talk about these weird theories we have that piss him off. I'm not blaming fans for running people out of town. That's not what I'm saying. But what I can what I can say is we're we're pretty tough when things are going hard. And coming up with some of these theories and just sharing them willy-nilly, like, oh, I heard this. And I've got one in the RSB that really annoyed me. It's like, let's let's not. Let's just not. Let's get mad. Let's for sure be mad. Plenty of reason to be mad. I am right there with you. But maybe the theories 
Maybe let's keep keep the tinfoil hats off. But the tinfoil hats look so good. And quite frankly, there I am, whispering in every Oilers fan's ear. I go, hey, here's a juicy theory that you should tell your boys at work. You got a group chat? Drop this in there. You at the water cooler with your work buddies? Throw a grenade at them. Here's the way Satan works. I'm going to plant seeds of doubt in all your brains and all you motherfuckers are falling for. In other news, the uh, terrible news from Monday, Dylan Holloway banged up his knee. He's going to be out for months. Now, I thought Seattle, that game against Seattle, he was an assist short of the Gordie Howe hat trick. I thought that was arguably his best game of the season, if not as an Edmonton Oiler. He was in the mix all over the place. He was buzzing. He was everywhere. And to see him get hurt and out for months the very next game, I just felt so bad for the kid. It's just so, like... I don't even have anything else to say other than that. It's devastating for him. He's had injuries kind of derail his first couple of seasons here, and it's putting him behind, and I feel for him so bad. I just really, really do. I did not mean to push that, but okay. Yeah, okay. So Dylan Holloway, I wish you a speedy recovery, man. I really, really do. In his place, Raphael Lavoie, Adam Earn and Philip Broberg were recalled. Matthias Janmark and Dylan Holloway were both placed on the LTIR. So if you don't know what that means, currently we are not accruing cap space. I believe I got that right. If I'm not right, please correct me. Don't hesitate to correct me. But I think I think I'm right. So Lavoie was kind of like a we gotta wave Adam or we gotta wave Raphael Lavoie. Loan him to the Bakersfield Condors. He didn't leave town. He just kind of was there for a paper transaction so that they could get those guys in the LTIR and then recalled. So with Broberg recalled, I'm very, very curious to see what Chris Knobloch does with him. Because when you have a new coach, ultimately it's a new opportunity. Jay Woodcroft clearly didn't want, uh, didn't think that Philip Broberg was going to be part of the plans. He was just playing Vinny more than him. And that's just, there's preference, you know? There's preference there. So what can Philip Broberg do to get into... Chris Knobloch's good books. What, what's, what is his nickname going to be, too? Like, I like Coach Garlic because if you don't know, Knobloch, spelt that way, is garlic in German. So I always love the idea that Leon Dreisaitl is just be like, hey, garlic, hey, garlic. But like in his German brain, that's probably what's happening. Do we call him Nobby? We've all heard the joke. We've all seen the joke that's going around social media where the Oilers have a fascination with dick-related names. So should we stick with it? We're calling him Woody. Do we call him Nobby? I don't know. It's a work in progress. We're workshopping here. Drop me a line. Let me know. What should the nickname be for Chris Knobloch? I feel like we can do better than Nobby, but I also kind of like Nobby. It rolls off the tongue. Garlic is hilarious. We got to work on this together, right? We got to work on this together. In other news, Leon Dreisaitl was fined $5,000 for a cross check on the back of Bo Horvat's legs on Monday. If you haven't seen the play, it's I don't even know what Leon was trying to do, but it actually made me laugh. When I saw the replay, it was one of those ones where... I would argue, and if Tyler was here, he'd be like, don't, don't, don't encourage Leon to take dumb penalties like that. And ultimately, I don't mind when our skilled guys get spicy. Leon Dreisel had four points that night. He took a weird cross-checking penalty. He did not get, uh, they didn't score on that power play. So we walked away unscathed. So to have Leon Dreisel find $5,000 is hilarious. Probably had it in his jeans. Just pulled out a wad of cash, handed it to a trainer and be like, send that to the NHL. I don't care. So, Leon, if you ever hear this, and I don't think you will, but maybe, are you listening? He's listening, I promise. If you ever hear this, I'm, w- I'm good with it, man. 
Let's just pick our spots a little better, okay? But get spicy out there. And don't let anybody other tell you why. So moving on a little bit, Jack Campbell. Last week, we talked about him clearing waivers. Calvin Pickard has been recalled, hasn't played a game yet. Uh, Stuart Skinner gets a third straight start tonight against the Kraken in the rematch. Jack Campbell, however, things are not going well in Bakersfield. Emotional damage! I think that uh, if the plan was to send him down for a handful of games and recall him after he gets, starts to get his game back, like the, 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 the Condors are playing in Calgary right now. So I wonder... I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know anything about anything. Remember that. It's very important. I admit I know nothing about anything. But if the plan was to go send him down, play a couple of games with the Condors, and recall him when the team was in Calgary, that is not going to happen. In all three games he has played, he has allowed four-plus goals, and some of them have been horrific. That is actually an 829 save percentage down in the AHL, which is somehow worse than where he's at in the NHL. Things are just not going well for Jack Campbell. Ken Holland was actually in Calgary last night to watch the game, and there's no way Uncle Ken was happy about what he saw. Five goals on like 20-some shots. It was just a disaster for Jack Campbell. Now, some of them he got left out, hang out to dry. But ultimately, when you're a $5 million goalie playing in the farm team, you should be making more saves than this. So here's where I'm at with Jack Campbell. I'm going to ask you. I want to know, do you think we see him again this season? I'm starting to think we don't. I'm starting to think we do not see him again this season and maybe ever in an Oilers uniform just because right now my thoughts are with Jack Campbell, the person, not Jack Campbell, the hockey player that's making $5 bucks a year on a 5 by 5 that's the thing that always comes up. We're fans. We get it. We look at the paycheck. We go, listen, man, stop pucks. You make a shitload of money, handle the pressure, deal with it. But ultimately, the reality is we're people and we we have feelings and thoughts and concerns and you know anxieties and all the things that go along with being a person. And right now, I feel like Jack Campbell is feeling all of them at the same time. I don't know him. I don't know him at all. But what I do know of him is that he's a sweetheart and he's hard on himself. And right now, he is probably in a bad way, at least in his own mind. So I'm at a point now where I just, Jack Campbell, I hope you're okay, dude. I hope you can get turn it around with Bakersfield. I hope you can figure out a way to kind of, you know, put things together down there. And I hope you prove me wrong and that you go on a little bit of a run and you get back up to the NHL. I would love to cheer for you back at the NHL level. But right now, it's, there's no way it can happen. There's just no way. There is nothing about the way he's playing right now that makes me feel at all confident that he's got the mojo going to do this, to turn it around. It's just, it sucks, but it's true. Am I wrong? If you're listening to this, you know I'm not wrong, right? I am not wrong. Uh, in other news, I want to get off with a couple of positives here. Zach Hyman, with his goal against the Islanders on Monday... Remember, he had three against Seattle, a natural hattie in the first period. We were bananas. We went bananas. People were like, oh, bag milk, you threw your hat. I wasn't wearing a hat. It was one of the few games I wasn't actually wearing a hat. Besides, we were sky high. We were really up there at Climate Pledge Arena. Beautiful arena, by the way. Beautiful, beautiful arena. The thing that was kind of weird, though, is there's a lot of people dressed like squid. I get it. It's the Kraken. Of course, you understand. But, like, they're dressed like squid and octopi. But then I think, like, do you do that at every game? Are you a season ticket holder? Because that's a tough that's tough sledding if you're doing that for 41 games, putting on all the makeup and walking around with tentacles. If you missed it, check out my social media. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram. I've got some pictures of some of those dudes up there. More importantly, I know what their category is. What are you talking about? I, you know what I'm talking about. 
You're being gross again. Uh, Zach Hyman, he scored a natural hattie on Saturday in Seattle, and then he scored another one against the Islanders on Monday. He became, that goal on Monday, became he became the sixth quickest in Oilers history to score 70 goals with the team. He did in 168 games. He is behind the likes of Klima, Curry, Anderson, Craig Simpson, and Wayne Gretzky. That is a hell of a group to be in. And for all the Leafs fans that said, Zach Arm's not going to do a whole lot when he gets to Edmonton, well, he's proved them all wrong, and he's done it quickly. Zach Hyman, you are a gentleman. You are a author. You run some kind of gaming company that I haven't really looked into all that much. You are a fantastic human being, and sometimes you're a hockey player, and as it turns out, you're a damn good one. Lastly, to wrap up the news, we are going to look at the schedule. We're going to check in tonight. They play the Kraken, little rematch. Again, the Oilers fucked them up a little bit, most specifically in the first period, on Saturday. And I think that the Kraken are going to want to do the the same tonight. Not going to spend a whole lot of time on the game tonight because by the time you listen to this, it's probably over. So I'm just going to say it's going to be a 4-2 win. The most important key to victory for me in this one, weather the early storm. I imagine Seattle is going to come out firing. On Saturday, we've got a matinee against the Lightning. You know how matinees go. You know how they go. They don't go great. And then on Monday, we finish up and uh, we are back on the road. We're still on the road, I should say, against the Panthers. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news. So the next three games, we've got the Kraken tonight. We've got the Lightning on Saturday. And we've got the Panthers on Monday. Alberta Blue Cross. Make some memories. ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Captain Felton from Vancouver. On behalf of all listeners of Better Late Than Never, Zoll Will of Thousands, get fucked. It is time to talk about a little betting for our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. If you want to make a couple of shekels, you want to put a, make the game just a little bit more interesting, go check out Betway. Since there's a game tonight, 
let's talk about what I'm betting on. You can tell me how wrong I was or how right I was tomorrow. We can celebrate together. We can lose together on my bets. You don't have to do it. I'm doing it for you. I am 19 plus and I can do so responsibly. So what have I got for tonight? Connor McDavid snapped or ended the drought with a nice goal. It was a lucky goal, kind of. It slipped through Sorokin, kind of trickled over the line. But they all count. Connor needed one. He It was a great pass from Leon Drysaddle. So I have got Connor McDavid an anytime goal at plus 105. So it's essentially a $5 bet is going to double into 1025. I've also got over one and a half total power play goals at minus 140. The Oilers power play got two against the Islanders on Monday. The PK was perfect on Monday. So generally speaking, the way this bet has gone all season is that the Oilers either score on the power play or they give them up. So I like over one and a half total power play goals. I think that's a good bet. My risky business bet. This is the one where you go for it. You chase the juice a little bit. Leon Dreisaitl had a four-point night. Connor McDavid had a two-point night against the Islanders. I'm hoping that gives them a little bit of mojo. And the bet here is that both of them score tonight. Doesn't matter what the situation is. If both of them score, I turn $5 into $20. You'll love to see that. And then the last bet I've got is your can't-miss parlay. I believe the Oilers are going to extend their winning streak to three games. I believe Leon Dreisaitl will register at least one point, And that is going to come in at minus 134. That is the way you do it, people. We're going to bet responsibly. We're going to do it when we're 19 plus, and we're going to use our friends at Betway. It is time for the Righteous Act beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of uh, tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. This is the time when I get to use the megaphone button. What kind of tools do they have, Bag Milk? Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca my righteous act beating today is going back to something I touched on a little bit earlier with the theories that are going around right now. People are mad, and I understand that they're mad. Things have not gone the way any of us would have wanted to, so far to this point in the season. There's still plenty of time left. There's still plenty of season left, but there's also plenty of work to do. But what I don't really understand is where people take it a little bit too far. We've heard all of the Dustin Schwartz um, hate. How is he still here? How has he survived another round of coaches? How are the goalies so bad? What does this guy have on the organization? And quite frankly, I even said it on a show a little while ago, might be nice just to get rid of the guy so I don't have to hear about it anymore, but I'm bringing this up for a completely different reason. Now, people have kind of made up this thing that he's married to a, a Daryl Cates relative, which Jason Greger said on his show yesterday on Sports 144, is not based in truth at all. And yet I was cruising around Twitter, which again, that's where all the normal people react and hang out, right? Am I right? Hey, oh, but I was cruising around Twitter yesterday and I just, I saw it more times than I thought was possible. I thought this was like a couple of Looney Tune tinfoil hat people were just making shit up, but it started to spread around. And I think we need to calm down with this shit. It is just so weird to do. I don't understand why we're doing it. I don't understand at all. I don't understand what the point of this is, what you think you're accomplishing, and why we're just straight up lying and making shit up. If you don't like Dustin Schwartz's, uh, the what he's done as the goalie coach, fine. 
I totally get that. You look at the goaltending that the Oilers have had recently and you go, what is this guy still doing here? That I can understand. But what I don't get is just this weird narrative that you got to make up these this bullshit just to get the guy out. It's weird. It's irresponsible. And I don't understand it at all. Listen, I am all for fans fanning the way they want to fan. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do. But what I will ask you kindly to do is stop being a fucking moron and making things up to further your narrative when it's just based in lies. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. The guy's got a family and now he's, first of all, he's got to hear everybody talking about him getting fired. And then the second thing is that he's married to a case person when it's not true. Come on, man. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. We've also got Evan in for a guest righteous sack beating, so we're going to play this one to wrap up the segment for our friends at Trilogy Oldfield Rentals. All right, bag milk. I got a fucking RSB. So this is going to play off the RSB from last week, one of the guest RSBs. Um, fucking drivers. So, okay, here's a little background information. I'm an Oilers fan living behind enemy lines. I live down in Calgary. Calgary, honestly, is a city I like better than Edmonton, but because I feel like there's almost more to do. But at the same time, I wish I lived in Edmonton because the Oilers and all that shit. So, like, yeah, my, I, I used to live in Edmonton. Like, my heart's in both places. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. My fucking beef. I'm ripping down Deerfoot, going home. It's 9 o'clock on a fucking Friday. There's no fucking traffic. There's barely any traffic. And some fucker in the right... In, in is fucking in the middle lane going 70 and then some fucker in the right lane's going 60 I, my guy's fucks per 60 here sky high go ahead i can't and i'm stuck in the right lane because i just merged onto deer foot so how the fuck am i supposed to merge over to the left lane <laughs> where i can go 120 like you're fucking supposed to on the goddamn highway like fuck this people need to <laughs> learn how to fucking drive their cars <laughs> I dropped so many F-bombs there. I am so sorry, Ben. <laughs> you did, I am yeah. fucking agitated. Oilers <laughs> lost. My team just lost. I'm pissed off, and uh, fuck drivers, and please, goddamn Oilers, win a fucking game. You want to see a man, boy? <laughs> I'll show you a man. <laughs> Kick me in the jimmy. My virgin ears. I don't know what to do with such horrible swearing. You may be listening to Better Late Than Never. I agree. It's going to be our secret. The voicemail is brought to you by... Nobody. For the last year, the voicemail was brought to you by my friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. But as I mentioned off the jump, our deal is complete. Is there a chance for a renewal? I hope so. But if you want to jump in on the voicemail, this is without question the most popular segment on the podcast. If you want to do it, this is where you need to be. You can email me directly at bagmilkatoilersnation.com or you can email jared at oilersnation.com. Jared is, of course, Jared in sales. Sales guy Jared runs the whole thing. We're going to start off with a message. Oh, by the way, first thing I want to mention is when I was importing the messages this week, a bunch of them were corrupted. A bunch of them said corrupted file on my iPad. I've never had that before. So if your message does not get played today, that's why. 
Yeah, I mean, unless you said something shitty and you know you said something shitty and then that's when I cut things out. But ultimately, um, a bunch of you, I'm going to say five or six messages got cut off. So if that's one of yours, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Like, all I know is that I am not going to watch this team <laughs> until they're like 12, 12 and... 10 they're nine technically but they have an overtime loss so i'm gonna say 12 and 10 so i guess i'm not watching till like what started started december they won on a winning streak some winning streak we haven't seen them ever fucking do in oilers history like i don't know all i gotta say <laughs> is i wouldn't be i wouldn't be pissed off if they traded a lot just to get you saras or carter hart because at this point like, like, I love Campbell and everything. I, You know, I was really hoping for him to rebound. I like how you said his name, Campbell. You really, like, split it into two. I like that. Anyway, back to you. I wonder if you watched... Uh, oh, this is Evan. You DM'd me on Instagram, didn't you? Have you actually not been watching the last two wins? Did you really abstain? I'm curious. Campbell. Uh, this year? But he hasn't. And, you know, unfortunately, we're in win, we're in win now mode. Obviously, you know, the players, for some reason, are not playing that way or they don't understand the system. I'm not blaming the shit on Woodcroft, but yeah. Anyway, I'm going to continue going to the gym at 5.30 a.m., not sacrificing my sleep for uh, piss-poor hockey. Wow. Getting swole. Evan's getting swole. I appreciate it. I like to get swole. You wish you were swole. You look like shit. How dare you? Well, the season is over. I'm not even <laughs> joking at this point. Like, just another start of the decade of darkness, you know? We'll, we'll make the playoffs again in 2034. So, yeah, that'll be exciting. 2034 is going to be a good time to be an Oilers fan. It's going to be a great year. Anyways, <laughs> like, the season is just over, you know? Trade McDavid, trade Drysdale. Like, McDavid looks like he's a fucking bum. Like, he looks like McBust, McDust. And Jai looks, looks like a lazy piece of shit. He can play in the interview all he wants. He can show no fucking ice at this point. <laughs> fucking, just, I'm just so fucking pissed off right now for fuck's sakes. Vinny's cock is passionate. Listen, if you can't get passionate like Vinny's cock, then are you really an Oilers fan? I think he's got messages later in the voicemail. I wonder if he's back. A couple of wins always does us good, doesn't it? Winning in Seattle on Saturday, winning on Monday. Again, we've got a game coming up in, it's just, it's 10 to 5 mountain. So, you know, just over 90 minutes. We'll see how it goes today. We'll see how well these messages and my enthusiasm, how well this age. By the way, if my enthusiasm ages poorly tomorrow, please feel free to cut it and edit it and make fun of me all you'd like. I'm happy to do that. Yet another loss. I'll shut them. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't want to blame the forwards because let's be honest, we've got nothing at the back, <laughs> and that it comes from the front. And yeah, I'm going to call them out. Conor McDavid, no goals, eight games. Dry sale, one goal, eight games. You've got to put it from the front. If you're the leaders in the team, yeah, you've got to do it. Now, we've got a lot of problems at the back. We all know it. But times like this, 
We're looking for ladies. I don't know that I've ever heard the donkey this uh, this down and out. You know, I mean, I totally get it. He stays up way late to watch these games and I respect it. Frankly, I've been an Oilers fan my entire life. But if I had to wake up at the hours that like a Dukes or a donkey volley or some of you out east stay up to watch these games, I know some of you in Europe, you you stay up to crazy hours to watch weather games. This run must just be pure hell for you. I don't know that I've heard the donkey this way. I wish I could give you a hug donkey. Come on. We really are. Time for them to step up. Are you elite? Elite players? Can you drag a team like a Vetchkin's done that in Washington? Hmm. Ooh, I like how you said Washington, too. Hmm. <laughs> Need something. Um, and I'm not going <laughs> to absolutely, because I love Jay Woodcroft. I really do. But questions <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're gonna do it we're gonna get we're, i'm telling you now jim and Lawyers <laughs> have the players we need to play <laughs> and it got cut off is this one him too good afternoon <laughs> yes i've got a little bit of a problem with my family the claps in my legs they just take things literally. <laughs> do you guys love him as much as I do? So weird. Super into it. Good afternoon. <laughs> this is the donkey. Ah. I've got people in my family. The thing is, they're kleptomaniacs. And they take things literally... <laughs> Huzzah! Is that what you tried to do in the last one? <laughs> Maybe the first one should have got corrupted. Oh, my Lord. Uh, another anonymous voicemail coming in here. Let's do this one. Yes, you listen to better. No, this is Donkey. Um, I'm very annoyed. Um, uh, there might have been a, a couple of um, messages and uh, videos <laughs> on the group chat of myself, uh, Mr. This group chat, I feel like I should like, we should put it behind a paywall and you guys can just watch Donkey Volley and Dukes do their thing because I sit there, I don't I barely even contribute to the conversation. I just, I don't know how to respond. Like I, I can't keep up with them. Those two maniacs go back and forth and they make me laugh out loud. Boys, I know I don't contribute in that group chat as much as you probably wish I did, or maybe you thought I would, but just please know. In that group chat, I laugh out loud multiple times because the videos and the messages and the chirps to each other are so fucking unhinged. It is absolutely brilliant to watch. We got to figure out a way that we can get all of that content that they're making out for you. Maybe I should just give them a podcast. I'll start my own network or I'll just loop you into the nation network either way. And myself. Fucking. Is you Packard printer refuses to I'll swipe. Uh, right. Um, printer refuses to print a most benign, boring fucking document. Um I mean it's it, it, I mean, it, it's got to be boring. It, it, 
just like it's basically like a lot of numbers. I'm not asking you to print a, a picture of a penis. Just print a set of numbers, you absolute arsewipe. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> I love it. Uh, reminds me of the office space, you know, when they just beat up, uh, they beat the shit out of the fax machine or whatever that was. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm overdue to uh, to Donkey's printer, his HP, his Hewlett Packard that will not print his documents. Fatality. R.I.P. to the printer. Alexa, play <laughs> wheel music. Come. All right, Alexa, volume six. Volume six. Alexa, volume six. Alexa, volume six. What the fuck's going on? Ah. Ah. Yeah. I hope you love him as much as I do. Outstanding content, that guy. Really, really is. Yeah, <laughs> piece of plastic printing shit. <laughs> I've got a run of really short messages. Are these all him? Like, if we're betting today, right now, are we betting all these are Donkey Volley? Have to be, right? Let's check. Fuck it. Do what? <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm just going to write the fucking docking out myself <laughs> and fucking piss off the printer. I'm going to write it out myself, right? <laughs> fuck you. And, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that, that's told it. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I think that guy needs a hug. Listen, that was four messages in a row about him getting pissed off at a Hewlett Packard printer. Who even uses the printer anymore, man? Just take your shit to Staples or whatever the English equivalent is and print it there. Their shit always works. It costs you a dollar. Surely the English have some kind of place to print. There's no need to be this frustrated. My God. Oh, my God. That guy needs a... That guy needs a... Uh, a drink or a over-the-pants handy. He needs some kind of release. He's all wound up. It's just... A saint doesn't know how to deal with him. Fucking bollocks, Printer. And, hell, how are you doing? <laughs> I shall rise above it. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Donkey, I'm over you. <laughs> Might be time to invest in a new printer. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. Sure. And I wanted you? to get this out immediately because... I just saw they fucking fired Woodcroft and Manson. Yep. But picture this. So that happened Sunday morning. One of the first things I heard when I opened my eyes in Seattle, in the hotel room that me and Tyler were sharing, I am 12 out of 10 hungover. I feel like 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. I look like hell. I look awful. Terrible. I smell bad. I open my little eyes. I see the sunlight peeking into our room. And Tyler learns. Tyler turns over to me and he goes, they just fired Woody. And I turned around and I said, what? What? Here's what's going to happen. 
the new head coach, the Hartford Wolfpack coach, I don't know what his name is. Nobby. He's going to come in, and he's immediately going to go 6-0-1 or some shit like that. The team is going to go positive because the PDO is going to regress. It's yes. already started with the win in Seattle. Yes. You saw it. They looked normal yes. in that game. And all the old heads and some people are going to ride Ken Holland. Ken Holland's you-know-what. I think it's a... <sighs> Man. You would think that the people that Jeff Jackson hired would tell Ken Holland what PDO is, but I guess that's not the case. I don't think that was Ken Holland's hire decision, to be honest. I mean, normally Ken Holland dawdles. Remember, the first time he ever in his career fired a coach mid-season was Dave Tippett. So to do it twice with the Oilers, I don't know that it was him. But what Ari is absolutely right about is the Oilers will get absolutely stomped in the PDO department. Real quick, if you don't know what PDO is, PDO is a combination of save percentage and shooting percentage. You put them together, anything sub one, generally bad. Anything above one, very good. The Oilers have been sub one the entire year. It was bound to turn around. These t- players are too good. You know, the other thing I was thinking about is on, in the game on Monday against the Islanders, four points for Drysaddle, two points for, for Connor. And at some point, like if they had come up with a couple of those games earlier in the year, Jay Woodcroft would still be here. But they got PDO'd. I'm totally with Ari. Little bit of a panic move by the organization, in my opinion. Okay, I'm, I'm sure by now you've seen the rhetoric on the new coach. Yes. Um, how he's McDavid's old junior coach and all that. Of course. How he's so sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes them move a little bit better in my eyes because it seems like it was a Jeff Jackson hire because yep. it seems like seems like we just hired another Woodcroft. Why Paul Coffey is there, I don't know. He's I don't think that's a good idea. I think he's a spy. Personally. Um, also, what I can't get behind is why you fired Woodcroft and Manson because of PDO and bad goaltending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you said it best when you said this on Twitter, BM. Ken Holland is in his Peter Shirelli era. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? I did say that. We got another anonymous message, and it is 12 seconds long, and if it's about a printer, I'm going to fucking lose it. Good afternoon. <laughs> yes. Well, the Oilers have finally won a game. And, <laughs> yes, let's get horny. Yes. Let's fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get horny. I'm into it. (laughs) Let's do it. Have you ever been driving down the highway and wondered what it's like to steer into oncoming traffic? (laughs) Well, wonder no more because you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Better Late Than Never. (laughs) Wow. Hang on. I'm going to do a little uh, producing on the fly. That is a fucking awesome bumper. Move that over there. Move that out of there. I'm into that. That was a great man. You had a great voice, too. Great voice. Great voice. I love it. Good for you, sir. Hey, Big Milk. What's up? Just saw the news about Woodcroft. Yep. It's 12 on the Saturday, Sunday, I guess. I don't even know what date it is anymore. Anyways, a little bit surprised. I mean, I know we all talked about it. Um, kind of figured something like this might be happening. But when you look at the numbers, best save percentage, all the stuff, I mean, they must have had this in the works long before you know yesterday's game or anything like that yeah totally i mean like listen it takes a minute to get a coach out of hartford talk to the uh that who is it 
coming to me. The Rangers talk, be like, hey, Rangers, we're thinking about firing Jay Woodcroft. Can we talk to your AHL coach? And they go, you haven't fired Jay Woodcroft yet. And they go, yeah, but like, keep a secret, can you? So, like, of course, the timeline wasn't just, I bet after the San Jose game, they were just like, he's done. And it was, like Ari said, PDO'd like crazy. Back to you, sir. Because that didn't save him. I don't know how to feel. Um, kind of tired of the coach roulette. And, yep. you know, there's there's got to be other pieces like, you know, Holland and the goalie coach. I don't know how those guys stay alive. And maybe that's coming next. I don't know. Um, the only thing I can say, you know, we don't, we're not in the rooms. We're not on the trips. Mm-hmm. We're not there. We don't know what's going on outside of what we can see on the bench in the game. 100% true. There must have been, I'm, I'm assuming there's more to it than just the 10 game lose streak. You know, there, there's got to be more than that. There's got to be. You know, they wouldn't do this without talking to McDavid and Drysaddle. They wouldn't do this without input from the guys, I would imagine. Um, so hopefully it fixes things. <laughs> Who knows? I guess we'll find out on Monday. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? Like, Nobby won his first game against the Islanders. We're on game two tonight against the Kraken. That's coming up in just under 90 minutes. It's 5.10 p.m. Mountain as I'm finishing up the podcast here. So we'll see what happens, you know. I was expecting the dead cat bounce on Monday, so I bet puck line heavily. I got it, and we're going to see whether they can keep it going. Maybe this is the wake-up call that the Oilers needed. Maybe. I'm hopeful. Always hopeful. Hope will never die. That's been our slogan at Oilers Nation since the beginning, so I'm not giving up on the team. I'm not giving up on it at all. Big Milk, I have some thoughts. Go ahead. Specifically about the Jay Woodcroft firing, and I imagine you've gone about three thousand voicemails today but I, I have a thought that's very specific here I, I just watched the interview with or the press conference i suppose with ken holland and jeff jackson knoblock and uh paul coffee yep. and, and i was struck with something sure and i think it is that jay lost this room i mean ken said it himself he said you know that he spoke to players in the leadership group and he wasn't going to rat them out but he doesn't need to the fact that Jay Woodcroft got fired and he said that he talked to a leadership group should pretty much tell you everything that you need to know. And it's that Jay lost this room. And I don't know if it was the putting the lines in the blender or, you know, the refusing to play the young players that were doing well. Or if it was, you know, even if you want to go further back, the choice to stay with Stewart, even though he was sucking and Jack Campbell was playing great. Like, I think everybody in the fan base was kind of sitting here and being like, what kind of a choice was this? Like, what are we doing? You know, like we're, we're, we're 10 games into the season. Well, no, it, I think what it is is that the team is, was not there in that room. And now we might actually have somebody who can get a hold of these guys and maybe do what we did two years ago. I don't know. We'll see. You're not alone with those thoughts. So the weird part about that press conference is we were sitting at the Seahawks game. Uh, in Seattle. And I was reading the transcription from Zach on his Twitter account, Zach Lang. And um, it was weird. Like the quotes were weird. So I, when I got home on Monday, I went back and watched a bunch of it. So Ken Holland is like, I talked to the boys, didn't say about what, obviously. And then immediately after that, Jeff Jackson goes, they weren't involved in the decision. They weren't involved in the decision. So it was like, they, um, they couldn't get their story straight. It's like, boys, 
This is a press conference that everyone that is an Oilers fan is going to be dialed into. Why did you do this? We loved Woody. They couldn't get their story straight. And then you add in the fact that Paul Coffey goes, I didn't really want to be a coach. My wife didn't want me to be. I'm paraphrasing. You know that. I didn't want to be a coach. Um, but here I am. You know? So it is interesting. It is interesting. Obviously, we don't know if he lost the room. Connor the next day said, no, he did not lose the room. He did not lose the room. He said it three times when he was asked about it after morning skate. So somebody's not being honest and I don't ever expect them to be honest in a situation like this, but all we can do now is move forward, move along. Right. I think I said it earlier where I'm still kind of irritated about the timing of the Jay Woodcroft thing, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to cheer for Chris Knobloch and I'm not going to pull for him and I'm not going to hope he can turn this around. That's kind of where my head's at right now. But um, I know that Oilers fans got takes of all kinds, and that's going to be the way it goes probably for a while until this gets turned around. I am so angry right now. All right. I cannot believe that Ken Holland fired Jay Woodcroft. I can't believe you're here. It should be Ken Holland that, that loses his job today. It, it should not be Ken Holland. Not or Woodcroft. That is, a, that is a joke. It is. What is Kate doing? What is... No one else is a joke. You chiming in on the voicemail, pretending like we don't know who it is. Listen, we blame poor Ben. We played the 13-year-old for weeks that you were sold the will of thousands. And then you went from a deep voice down to a baby voice. I'm the only baby voice on this podcast. What is he? What is Jeff Jackson doing? How does he still have a job? It took. I watched the entire press conference back. It, it took him five seconds to talk about Detroit. Detroit came out of his mouth when the team has a losing record. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Ken Holland loves to talk about his time in Detroit. Hey, did you know Ken Holland used to be a GM in Detroit? Next message. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye, Jay Woodcroft. <laughs> I honestly won't really miss you. I wasn't that big of a fan of yours. Ooh. I'm saying this really late. It's like Wednesday night right now, so, but whatever. Still relevant. It's the knob era. It's Coach Garlic era. Anyways, goodbye. Is that, uh, was that Vinny's cock? I thought you weren't watching anymore. Vinny's cock chiming in. Next so the Oilers have won two in a row. Yep. How are we feeling? Are we going to make it three in a row tomorrow? I don't know. I I say yes. If you haven't watched Frank's picks yet, Frank said yes. He's starting to turn his season around if you're a fan of Frank's picks. My dog started off horribly. He is now, well, what was he at? I think he was at five and nine. So he's starting to turn his season around here. Hope we do. Because I know in one of the voicemails, I said, we're not going to make the playoffs again until 2034. You did say that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be 2024. So, yeah, that's just what I'm thinking, you know? You know? So, I, I'm feeling pretty happy right now, you know? Anyways, goodbye. Vinny's Cox, an emotional roller coaster. Every week is a new adventure when you got Vinny's Dong chiming in. What's up, PM? What's up? Yeah, so last week, you know, the background noise or whatever was going on, I was walking down Disney Boulevard on my way to the park. First, I like that uh, Kyle Embalmer's checking in from his holiday in California. Took the family down there, went to Disneyland, but he goes, you know what? 
I'm going to leave a voicemail with a little bag milk on Better Late Than Never. That's good parenting right there. That's a good fan right there. That is good podcasting right there. Back to you, Kyle. Thing in the morning with the kids, so you hear all the traffic that was going by. Uh, listening to this team on the radio, since that's all I could do while I was down there, was brutal. But I loved to see uh, on my way home landing in Vancouver because the first period of the Kraken game was going on. Landing and seeing we were up four four nothing mm-hmm. was gold. Yeah, it was great watching the last two periods while I was on a layover and seeing no goals from this team was not as cool. It was even worse for me. I had bet the Oilers over 33 shots. They went into the third period with 26. I'm like, lock of the century, baby. I'm already going to spend the money. They didn't get a shot on goal in the third period, man. I started yelling at Connor. I'm like, shoot eight times. I don't care where from. Let's go. But I was glad that we won. Sad that we then fired Woodcroft because, you know, I, I really don't feel like he deserved it, but. It is what it is. So it is what it is. Uh, anyway, here's to uh, hopefully a, a nice win streak, and uh, let's see if we can keep it going. Team Nobby, this is Captain Felton in Vancouver. Please fasten your ear holes for another riveting episode of Shenanigans and Dating Advice on Better Late Than Never with Beg Milk. I had a great time with Captain Felton on Saturday night after the Oilers game. He is, he's just the funniest dude. And I always love when I get a, a chance to see him. And uh, we had a blast on Saturday night together. An absolute blast. Uh, Kyle, the embalmer is back again. Hey, so I just wanted to leave another voicemail because my last one, I really, I cut short because my kids were yelling at me because mm-hmm. uh, they thought they were going to be late for school. So I just want to talk about Woodcraft. You know, I, I'm really just, I'm really sad that we had to let him go. Um, at the same time, I question like winning as coach percentage wise, whatever it is, you know, there's history, but we dominated last year for the, a good portion after seeing that this new system this year wasn't working. Why, why didn't we just go back to what we had? Why didn't we go back to what we worked? I get it. Vegas beat us in the playoffs, but instead of that, why not work on that over this season with what we had that already worked and instead develop into a team that other teams have to prepare for us instead of us having to prepare for them come playoff time. But now we're in the coach garlic era. Um, on another note, I'm just going to throw out, you know, for hashtag trauma army, my kids just had an entire week off of fall break and <laughs> cool. Now they're back to school, but it's Friday. PD day. Ah. What the fuck do they have a day off already after just having a week off? But anyway, till next week. Chalmers, for some reason, Chalmers just got really angry and he doesn't know why. Because there was another PD coming. Last voicemail of the week in the unsponsored need a sponsor voicemail. Hello. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Respect Milk. Junior for Pon. I love you, Captain Felton. You're the best, dude. You really, really are. Let's wrap it up the voicemail. The voicemail, if you want to jump on and sponsor this podcast, email me, bagmelkatoethersnation.com. If you know somebody that likes to sponsor podcasts, send them my way. Cut them a deal, I promise. 
They don't even have to give me a car like the last sponsor. They don't even have to give me a car. But when you look at the engagement in my podcast metrics, this is where everything shoots up. It's the voicemail. One last item to do just to wrap up the podcast. I've got a review that came in from a Thai dog, and I'm going to go ahead and give you that as read by Satan. Bag milk is the best bullshit. Five star review from Thai dog 14's bunch of garbage. Bag milk is the best. It's already starting off poorly. He says. Why would you have boxed milk when you could have bagged milk? Bag milk for the win. The only thing you're winning is a contest to be sad and alone for the rest of your life. If you follow this podcast too closely. I'm Satan. I'm closing out the podcast. I'm telling you, go to Alberta Blue Cross. Go to Trojo Field Rentals. Go to the audio department. Do their thing with them. Do everything you need with them. And when you're all done, there's space for you on my lap. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.